Welcome to Pragmatic Live, a podcast created to help you succeed, especially if you create or market or price innovative products. I'm Mark Stiving, a pragmatic marketing instructor and self-proclaimed pricing expert. And today I'm joined by one of my favorite people in the world, my favorite marketing person ever, our VP of Marketing, Miss Rebecca Calajaris. Welcome, Rebecca. Thanks, Mark. Great to be here. I feel like I should say I'm a self-proclaimed marketer as well. Self-proclaimed, <laughs> but you actually have a title of that. I'm just an instructor. Oh, that's true. Oh. Yeah, okay. Just an instructor. All just right. An instructor. <laughs> Today we're going to talk about this new web page thing. Last Thursday I got on our website and all of a sudden everything was different. I wasn't really sure what happened. Um, <laughs> okay. You know we we messaged appropriately about the change to the marketing website. <laughs> Because that's the first step. (laughs) You did give us a heads up. Yes, you did. Uh, So let's ask the easy question. Why did we change it? What was what was the what's the purpose of the new one versus the old one? It's a great question. And I think um, there were several different things we were looking to accomplish with the new new site. One was that our old site was, in fact, old. Uh, so it had been about five years ago, and it, and it definitely had a dated feel. So there was a, a desire to for a modernization of our overall look and feel of the website, certainly. Um, like any good website, we wanted to really make sure that it had a kind of cleaner support of the, the buying process and the sales process. We know a lot. We spent a lot of time interviewing buyers um, and seeing what they're looking for. So we really kind of wanted to make sure that our site mapped up to that a little bit better. Uh, we wanted to elevate some of our proof points. So we have some really fanatical fans, right? Um, <laughs> just where the word comes from, of course. But, um, yes. you know, I was, we talk about them as being like Harley Davidson fans, right? People who know the brand, love the brand, who've done the training. It really has impacted some people's careers and their products and their companies. And uh, I, I know I was one of these before I worked here. So we have all of this great people who are passionate about us and happy to talk about us. And we really wanted to elevate their stories and bring that to the forefront because it's, it's just a powerful part of, of a buying process is that sort of peer-to-peer validation of a place. I have to say, Rebecca, I think that's my favorite part of the front page of the website is that section where you scroll through and people are giving us quotes about what they think and, and what's happened to them. It's just so attention grabbing and so powerful when you listen to those messages. Thanks. Yeah. And we've really, we have some great quotes. We have great testimonials. We have great um, videos. And I think we've definitely done a good job of elevating it on the site. I think there's there's always more room to grow, but that was definitely a goal of that. Another big goal of our site was uh, the resource center and elevating sort of the resources. So as a training company, what we sell in a lot of ways is our is our thinking, right? How we think about product management, how we think about product marketing, how we teach it. So establishing ourselves as an authority in that space is really important. And it's also a really big part of the buying process. So people come in, maybe a friend told them about it, maybe they Googled, how do I, you know, how do I price SaaS products? And boom, it came to our site with an article from Mark or, or whatever that brought them in. Um, if I can get them to subscribe, then they get a regular drip of some of this content, right? So we see that it takes a certain amount of, of um, exposure to our content, 
you know, maybe they read 10, 12 articles, then they go and, and watch a couple of webinars, and that's really when then they end up kind of moving towards the purchase. So we wanted to make sure that that whole subscription piece was raised up. And then the last point of the website, which is a lot, I know, uh, but the, <laughs> the last goal of the website was sort of um, drove the overall architecture of the website, which was when we went up with a new website, it needed to allow us to have full control, right? Really an ability to continually evolve the site over time. No longer were we going to think of this as, Whew, we did a new website and it's static and it's done, right? This is something we are constantly testing, constantly changing. And we really had to re-architect the way we built it in order to do that. So that we have, um, it's both the, the combination of ultimate control so we can change everything we want, but within our CMS system, which allows number of people on my team to make changes, right? It's not just our digital specialists who can go in and make changes on the website. I can, our writer can, because we have a CMS system, but we needed to build that in such a way uh, that there was still, we weren't locked down um, into where we put content or how, so that we could continue to evolve. Okay, just to make sure everybody's with us, what does CMS stand for? Uh, content Management System. So it is the back end of our website. We use a partner for that. Okay, and so we have anybody in the marketing department, essentially, can add new content, can change content, and that will just show up on our website. Yes. Uh, it'll look prettier if Kristen does it, but... Uh... <laughs> But it will show up. But I mean, even um, so you can go in and it's not just text that we can change, right, on our side. I can go in and put a whole new band. I can decide if it's uh, two column or three columns. I can decide if there's going to be pictures in there. I can pick the font. I can pick the background color. I, there's a lot I can do in there to make some changes and to continue to test things. That's, that's pretty exciting and new for us. Wow. Wow. So the techie details you're obviously really excited about. I want to bring this back for a second into the types of things that we teach in our classes, because one of the great things about talking to you about this is that we so often eat our own dog food. We do the things that we talk about, and you already mentioned that we understood the buying process a lot. We have a rule in one of our classes that content requires a persona, a purpose, and a place. Mm -hmm. So did we take all of that into account as we put together the website? How did we deal with multiple different personas? That is a great question. And it's one of the challenges. So I always think we have some very interesting dichotomies when we talk about who our, our personas are, right? So I have the persona of the individual attendee who comes to our courses, who either found the course and then got approval for it, or maybe their boss said, hey, you should take this course. Then I have another persona, which is sort of the leader of product management, right? Who's going to bring in an entire team, who's trying to make more of a cultural change. So that's one sort of dichotomy. Then we have like the more traditional definition of product management, people who work a lot with development, so who deal with requirements, often have engineering backgrounds, right? On the other hand, I deal with a lot of people who are product marketers by nature, right? So they're dealing mostly with sales, sales enablement, marketing pieces, messaging. What those two groups look for in a website is entirely different. We did a whole bunch of UX interviews and UX testing for this site, which was an awesome experience, which we should totally dive into. Um, hmm. But it was fascinating because, you know, if you came in and you were a, a more on the traditional product manager side, and particularly if you were male, you went right for that search bar. It didn't matter what else was on that screen. You were like, ooh, a search bar. And that, that's exactly how you were going to navigate through the site. If you were more on the product marketing side, there was a whole different level of expectations around visuals and how they would navigate, trying to find ways where both groups could get what they want without being repelled by what the other's preferences was, was something we, we definitely tried to balance. 
I think we did a good job on a lot of that, in particular that, that second part there. I think there's still room, right? We're really working on some some more persona-specific landing pages um, so that instead of always finding the balance between things, that there can be some very targeted specific stuff. And we did a little bit of that on the site. We definitely have some progress in there, but it's one of the areas we'll continue to expand. So if I just heard you right, if I'm in product marketing, you expect me to come in and actually use the links and look at the pictures and things like that. And if I'm in product management, you expect me to come in and use the search bar. Yes. And I mean, that's an exaggeration, obviously. Or, sure. Or, right. But yeah. And even uh, the difference between bullets, uh, the different reaction to testimonials based on pieces um, and what kind of testimonials they're looking for. When we first put up the site in the first set of UX testing, we had the, the, the quotes up, but we hadn't loaded the pictures yet uh, mm. of the people who said them. Uh, and the difference between how they were dismissed without the pictures and how they felt you know, the, the validity of them and the realism and then went up just to have the picture of the person who said it was fascinating to watch. Oh, so, so if you don't have the picture, it's like, we just made that quote up. Right. Or, or it didn't seem compelling. It didn't seem real. Right. Oh, that's only going to put on there, uh, good things that people said. Right. So I could dismiss well, of all of them. Uh, <laughs> Right. But, you know, you say that, of course, but then you think of Amazon, right, and their product pages, and they have both, right? So the, the audience is used to being able to see a little bit more of the negatives and the positives. But, but yes, on, the, on my homepage, I did not put quotes from people who don't like us. Okay, I'm thinking that's a good idea. <laughs> right, right. I mean, because, hey, I mean, we have lots and lots of good quotes to choose from, but. Right, right. Okay, what, what kind of issues did we have? Um, so we started this out because we were outdated. We want to update it. I assume this didn't go smoothly. Oh, smooth sailing. It was done like a week. We went live. There was no stress. <laughs> I kid. I kid. Uh, it was. So our, our partner in this space, the CMS we use, is great. And they're fantastic. Um, and they're Canadian. So even when they're mad at you, they're super polite. Uh, oh, nice. But they are a development house. And I, you know, I worked in software. You know that before I worked here. And so... There was a lot of sort of the project planning up front that I was, I was trying to get them to avoid pitfalls. So in the past projects we'd worked with them, they, they had been agile, which is great, but also the bad parts of agile where they kind of like, you know, didn't think things through as much. And so they were doing a much more waterfall process here and we were behind schedule. And I was like, all right, I can work with this behind schedule coming from you guys if you really think about modularizing your delivery so that I get 100% of pieces at a time versus 80% of everything. Because once they're done with the back end, you have to go and build everything out, right? So it wasn't done when they were done. So I wanted to be able to, you know, you finish this piece and then I could go in and, and build that piece out. And then you finish the next piece and I could go build that out. So that by the time we were done, we were fairly close. We had so many conversations about this, Mark, that this is absolutely, this is of course the way we're going to do it. End of the day, I got 80% of everything, and I didn't have anything I could build out until three weeks before we were supposed to go live. Oh. So then, and then like, you have to Yeah. Then you have to rush to get all the content actually in there. Right. Content pictures. Some things look great in a, in a design, and, and, but doesn't work as well um, on the website as it did in, in your Adobe, you know, Photoshop picture. So you have to make some edits there. Then we just – we have thousands of pages of content. So there's just – an enormous amount to even QA test, right? And then when they deliver the modules, again, it's software, right? So there's bugs, but you all of the bugs, again, kind of come at once versus being able to work from piece to piece. So that was that was a bit on the stressful side. 
Yeah, I remember on Go Live Day, I was teaching a class and one of my students was trying to get on the alumni site and, hey, we, we crashed it. Okay, got it. We got that fixed in a day or two. So life, life was very good. Mm-hmm. Right, we got that back up and running. Yeah, and the Alumni Resource Center was probably an area where we had the most bugs. Um, and some of it really, there were some definite technical bugs, but we had, there are some things about our Alumni Resource Center that aren't ideal, right? So you have a a new username and password to get into the alumni center. And it's a little confusing because you, you just made a username and password to get into our test system. So it's very typical for people to try to use that username and password to get into the alumni resource center. And we've, you know, we've learned this lesson before. Uh, we also hand approve everybody who applies for our alumni resource center to make sure they're an alumni. And that process takes uh, a certain amount of time. And we, again, we know this confuses people and we just, we just left all the messaging out that was about that. Like all the, the every lesson we had learned about, let's make sure we tell them this super clearly, super upfront, set their expectations. It just, that text did not move to the new site. Uh, and so we like relearned the lessons. So that was good. <laughs> Don't. And, and we're, we're getting the pieces put back together. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I told you my favorite part of the front, uh, the first page, I got to tell you my least favorite part of the front page. You obviously think that Dave Daniels is the <laughs> most attractive instructor of all 12 instructors because his pay, his face is the one that's front and center on that page. Yes. Um, well, I do. I like him best and, he, um, <laughs> you know, he sends presents. No. Uh, <laughs> so I think honestly, like every instructor has had some version of this. Yeah, it's a great site, but how come he's there? And it's, yeah. a, it's a great picture. He's a great guy. Um, I will say that the, the overall design actually calls for there to be uh, video from the courses to show kind of the interaction and the pieces in there. That's one of those items that was in the, the project plan that gets moved to phase two because you just run out of time. So the goal is to, you know, have video that shows a variety of different instructors and not just our favorite. <laughs> Thank you. Put me in my place. So um, what else do we need to do on the webpage then? Are we going to continue to tweak it and make it better? Yes. And and what are those, what are the the future enhancements we should expect to see? So we have some uh, already like set up enhancements that we kicked off just yesterday with our, our CMS team, right? The, the things like the video, um, some Twitter feeds that we want to put on there uh, some other things that will help with usability that we know right now we want to do. We have some additional pages that we know we want to build out on different sections. But um, we also really embracing sort of continual UX testing on this. So we did five-second tests beforehand. We did nine hour-long interviews with people um, about the site and, and watched how they used it and where they got confused. And we'd ask them before they went to a page what they expected to see on the page and we could get those expectations down. Uh, we would ask them, hey, based on everything on this page, what else would you need to know to make a decision? So that was super great. Um, and we're going to do those periodically. So about every six months, we're going to do some more testing so that we can continue to, to have new ideas rise up. Um, and as addition to, we're implementing some A-B testing to try different language and different colors and different formats um, and doing some recordings of site maps and um, heat maps to see where, again, people kind of fall down. Hmm. 
And then in 18, 2018, our goal is to continue to expand out that Alumni Resource Center. Uh, I think we made some nice cleanup improvements this time um, and added some better functionality, but I really want to make that more of a destination interactive place for our alumni to not only get uh, a growing library of tools and support from us to help with implementation, but where they can reach out to their peers, more of a community, right, where they can share that with each other best practices. And that would be really exciting. Nice. And so it sounds to me like you would be happy if our listeners or anybody sent you or someone on the team emails on suggestions and, and things they like or dislike about the website. 110 um, percent. Yeah. And I would say, don't be shy. Like, if you don't like it, say it. Right. I mean, that's the only way we're going to get better. We've got you can send me an email uh, at rcalajaris, which is not going to help anyone because it's a terribly hard name to spell. But <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it in the description. Uh, we've got okay. a little feedback tab on all the pages because we really do want to know, like, this really worked for me. And it can be anything. It could be the functionality and structure. It could be whether the words compelled you or didn't compel you or something you saw someone else that you really liked. I mean, again, 100% this website will never be done because nice. we are going to keep fixing it and improving it and, and fine tuning it. And so let me give a little coaching advice to all of our listeners for a second. And you can use this in your whole world. But if you want to write feedback to Rebecca and you don't want to offend her, you don't want to sound negative, write something like this. Rebecca, love the new website. I even like your podcasts, but have you thought about trying this on the website? That works really well. Flattery does, in fact, get you just about everywhere. <laughs> just about everywhere. Okay, so, so how do we know if this new website is better than the old website? That is a great question. So one of the things we did before live, which I'm also feel like, you know, you just get you get better and better at the gig the longer you do this, right, was to set the metrics that mattered to us. What were we going to watch to see? And some of them are super frontline metrics, right? Great number of visitors, number of page views, bounce rates, how long they're on the sites, how many pages they go to, right? Like that's just kind of standard stuff that you're going to track. Uh, mm -hmm. But one of the main things we talked about was that, you know, how, um, how we wanted to elevate the resource section and really use that as a connection to people. So number of subscriptions, uh, that we have in a given time period. And we were actually really excited. In the first 14 days of the site going live, we've had more subscriptions than we had the entire previous month. So, you know, I mean, it's two weeks of data, so maybe I can't, <laughs> I can't make that a full trend. But uh, that was great, right? I mean, it's twice the rate that it was before. So we're looking at that. Looking at it the is way, It is way better than half the rate that it was before. Right? That would be a problem. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, we offer both public training uh, and private training. And what we did in the in the in kind of several spots on the website is make those even. So you just have a choice, right? We really want to help companies. And we're really happy to help them in either way that makes sense for them. Making that uh, a decisioning point early on has also brought in more inquiries on the on the, on the the um, private training side. So inquiries in um, leads, those kind of things are also what we're looking for. Because end of the day... But, you know, I am in marketing, so I want people to to be leads, read our Well, stuff. of course, but, you know, we, we look at it as how do we help people buy as opposed mm -hmm. to how do we push them into buying our products. So. Absolutely, right? And that's, you know, um, sometimes the, the resources for some people can feel like a very roundabout way to get people to buy, right? Like, oh, you know, does that even count as lead generation if you're doing webinars and peace? But for us, that's, you know, look, we're arming them with the with – the, 
with help for their job. And when they have the opportunity then to expand that by attending one of the courses, that's what they do. And we can see that path over and over, over in our system. So we know that that's the case. Uh, we don't have to be like, buy now, Sunday, 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 right? I was wondering where the buy now button was. It's in the upper right corner. Oh, it is. Look at that. It's course. <laughs> it's, uh, it needs to be big, orange, bold, and in the middle so I can find it. You know, that's not what our testing showed. No, <laughs> <laughs> we had a very long debate about whether the buy button at the upper right corner needed to be in a more colored background. One of those things we're going to A-B test. It's awesome that you can test it. Yes. I guess that's one of the best things about a website. Again, you know, you, you bring a, a, a brochure to print and if you find a typo the next day, you're like, right? Like you're going to have to run through all of this inventory or you're going to have to burn it. And you, you know, you can't really see the reactions. I can watch people live on my site and see how they're navigating. I can make changes instantaneously. Uh, and then, and it's, very, very powerful. And that's why it really can never be 100% done. Awesome. Okay, so what have, uh, what have I not asked you that we think our listeners really want to know about the website or how you created it or how we went through the process? They have asked a lot of questions uh, that were good. It's okay if you can't. We don't have another one. No, I don't have another question. It was, it was definitely interesting as you modernize your website, there are certain things that you're very used to. I don't want to say that I'm old but I am older than some people on my team. <laughs> um, so, you know, I mean, honestly, you know, not only do I remember no websites, but, you know, the long form is not something that we had previously. Uh, I am more used to a top navigation, right, where I've got drop-down menus up there. And, mm -hmm. and I was like, Roots, we're not doing that at all, right? That, that's what we're not doing, and we're going to put everything in the footer. And I was like, that's, that's kind of, all right, I don't know. We'll test it, right? Um, but both with myself and then with the people that we tested, even the, the ones that said, you know, I'm not really a footer navigator. That's not what I generally do. Once you do it, you're kind of hooked, right? You're like, this is so easy. Everything I want, I can see it's right there. <laughs> but so it's a story that shows some generational differences. But again, what I mostly illustrates is that the testing of it means that I, my opinion and their opinion was separated from what we saw our users do. And um, just like everything we teach, I, I cannot recommend enough doing user interviews and user testing of your website. Uh, you will be surprised at how they navigate things. You will learn things. And again, because it's a website and maybe not your product UI, which would take a lot more potentially to fix, you can implement those changes and really start to dial in improvements there. It's, it's very, very powerful and it does not need to be expensive. Nice. Did we hire a designer to do this or did our internal team do it? Our internal team did it. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, I just scrolled down to the bottom of the footer because I didn't even know what you were talking about. Right, because you're old. I'm older than you are. It's okay. <laughs> Way. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Way older than you are. And, and I got to say, those footers are really interesting because it is. You're right. All that information is right mm -hmm. there, even though there's a little bit of information at the header and, and a few drop-down menus. But most of the, the other stuff that you normally would see at the top of an older web page is now down at the bottom. Yep. But I was concerned. And the other thing about the testing is while I was always, you're always concerned when your site's going to go over for technical reasons and all kinds of things. Uh, and I was sure that people would find things they would struggle with and they'd find things that they liked. There wasn't the fear that there could be because, again, I've, I've seen people's reactions. If, 
tested it. I know what to expect. And if somebody else comes in, and this doesn't happen here, but at some companies, you know, you could go to the new website and someone's going to be like, I can't believe you used blue. You should have used green. Green is the only color to go. And it's crazy. And why would you ever do that? And you could just go, well, the blue tested very well. So it's something, we, you know, I mean, you have, again, it's not my opinion. Uh, and it's the market facts and data that we can use in those discussions. Nice. Hey, one other thing I just noticed on our website, which is so unusual for people's websites nowadays, is that we put a phone number on there. Do we expect people to call us? Sure. People can call us anytime. I don't, we don't mind when people call us, right? So there's lots of companies who don't put phone numbers on there because they clearly never want you to call, right? Hmm. Or there's no direct email. It has to be through a form. Now, most of our stuff is through a form. It makes it far easier for us to, to make sure the right person gets it at the right time and to speed the reply. But yeah, I, at the end of the day, if you've got a question or you want to reach out, we want to make that as easy as possible. And we, we get calls. It's not a ton, but we're not, you know, we're not opposed to it. And there's no phone tree when you call us. So if you want to dial in, <laughs> somebody's, somebody's going to answer the phone for you. <laughs> Might be the president. We're not really sure. Right. Could be Mark. Could be Mark. Stay on the phone. Could be. Could be. Rebecca, thank you so much for all your time today. As always, uh, I have a great time when I get to talk to you about these things. Well, thank you, Mark. And I do, we would love feedback. Any feedback, good, bad, things you love, things you've seen elsewhere, things you think would help you um, in your career or, or in talking about pragmatics to someone else, absolutely 100% love to hear it. Excellent. And to our listeners, we hope you learned something today. We do these not because we're trying to talk about our website, but because we want you to learn from our experiences and the things that we do. Uh, we really would like to hear from you. We'd like your feedback so that we can make our website better and so that we can make our podcast better. Yeah, so share your thoughts and your ideas. Please send any comments you have to experts at pragmaticmarketing.com. And please join us for the next episode of Pragmatic Live. Mm -hmm.